It is the talking point on SAFM with myself, Bridget Massinger, holding things down this morning for Kathy. Uh, we're going to get into a conversation that I think is a pertinent conversation. It affects uh, a rough estimate of about 4 million South African citizens who form part of the deaf community in the country. That is uh, about 5% or so of the South African population, a very significant number of individuals that are often sidelined and discriminated against on and marginalized uh, just from just basic activities of life and being able to partake um, holistically in, in, in everything that the rest of us take so very granted. We have got the Director of Tourism Friendly, Ian Gunn, standing by on the line and they are an organization that have called to task President Cyril Ramaphosa and his cabinet who made promises of ensuring that sign language became the 12th official language uh, in the country and they are asking and I quote they say the president's anou- the president announced that sign language was going to be the 12th official language very shortly now very shortly i don't know if that means one week one year or 10 years from now but it is past 380 days and we heard nothing from the president uh ian gunn joins me on the line good morning ian good morning bridget and all your listeners out there Thank you so much for uh, engaging us this morning. Um, this is a very pertinent conversation. And I was saying when I kicked off the show that, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of engaging with the deaf uh, community and community stakeholders and leaders for um, a number of years now on and off on various topics. But essentially, they all center around uh, marginalization of 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 the community and and why in so many ways where it is possible for us to integrate the community into larger society we just choose to ignore or not activate as south africans um so before we even get to the issue of the president maybe let's just let's just look at that and and how we as south africans have really just um, you know, have not fast-tracked simplest ways of transforming and ensuring that the community gets more involved and more integrated into our day-to-day uh, life activity? I think it's not just the deaf. Mm. Um, I use the term the forgotten people. Mm. And the forgotten people of Southern Africa and Africa, and one of them is the deaf. We mm. forget about them. We forget about all the disabilities they go through. Imagine today, they Mm. can't listen to us discussing their problems on the radio. Mm. Imagine people out there in a silent world without radio broadcasters and bringing us news. Mm. So they are definitely forgotten. And it's not only the deaf, there are many cultures in South Africa, in Africa, in the world that are totally forgotten because it's a minority. Mm. You talk, you correct, 5% of the population, they estimate us at 49 million. So you're talking 2.5 million people that are excluded from everyday's life and doing that that can be that they could partake. Try being deaf and look for a job. Mm. Try being deaf and try and book a simple thing. Call in an Uber. Mm. Um, that fortunately they changed many years ago, and they you can now do a WhatsApp. But how many companies out there that have products for sale, that have accommodation and holiday specials? that exclude a small minority of the population from actually communicating and booking a holiday. It's a simple way to fix, set up a WhatsApp line, let people be able to talk to you. 
And we just take it for granted. As hearing people in this country, we take everything for granted. There's 44 schools, deaf schools in South Africa. 44 schools for an estimated 4 million people already put them at a disability. Mm. And literacy is one of them. So we have a changing thing in South Africa that we're saying we stand as one, we grow together, yet we exclude people that can't voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ian, as you talk us uh, through, you know, some of these numbers, earlier on we had a conversation with a, a caller, Mustafa, who called in, and he's part of uh, the uh, seeing-impaired community. He's blind, and, and he was just bringing to our attention, and it sounded like this was, uh, you know, one of a few times he's reached out to the SAFM community in the hopes of reaching ears that are in in power to say that just a simple act like going to an internet cafe he is unable to do that because there is no dedicated uh, stations for for the blind community to be able to engage in you know whatever computer services that he needs at the time there's no uh, prioritization of them and and you have to rely on other people in the environment to to be kind-hearted and help you um so definitely it's these are considerations that go beyond just the deaf community but into all marginalized and minority uh, communities in the country very much so i mean we talk of deaf we talk of the blind mm. we need to talk about the people that are in wheelchairs mm. that all new shopping centers architects don't design things around people in a wheelchair for the elderly, how do they walk up city stairs? Mm. We, we don't look at that. We take it for granted, as, as I say the word, and I don't like using it, normal people that we can walk, talk, see, touch, feel, and, and do everything. Mm. But somehow we've forgotten that we are privileged to have all of these senses, that we have all of it. But the other people, that, and I say other, and I mm. generalize with everybody, we forget about them. We forget about a deaf person that's married to a deaf person that wants to go on holiday. They have to take someone along that can hear because if you're in a hotel room and there's a major problem in the hotel, mm. how are they woken up? Little things that we can solve so simply. Yes, there's a cost, but the cost is what? Is money really worth what everybody's saying? Mm. We need to change our ways of thinking and incorporate all these Millions of people, and I mean, when I say millions, I'd say easy, 10, 15 million people that don't do normal things that we call normal Mm. because of their disability. And it is totally unfair that we exclude them from our day lives. It is totally unfair. But even if you, even uh, as you you bring up costs, Ian, I'm thinking. I mean, uh, the costs involved uh, definitely do not outweigh the the future skills that one will acquire. Because now you can maximize on the the you know the the citizenship in its entirety. Um, you 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 can then tap into the skills that are offered by, by this community of, of about 2.5 million individuals that have been sidelined. Um, so definitely in future, whatever you invest initially is going to pay dividends. Very much so. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. I've worked with the Deaf Society for the last six years. Mm. And in six years, I've learned so much. Not only as an individual, but as a company and all the companies we deal with. Mm. All of a sudden, people are starting to realize that these are 
There's no disability. It's, it's actually the disability is ours. We don't understand them. They understand us. They can read our lips. Mm. They can see what's going on. But we are the people on the back foot. And if we changed our ways, there are people out there that are, deaf, that are fantastic graphic designers, financial accountants. Mm. They, there's such amazing work that they do. But we exclude them, and we exclude them from the day they're born. We exclude them because we only have several schools. Mm. Some of these poor people can't get to the school. They're 300 kilometers away from where they live. So he's already on the back foot before he's even opened his eyes. Mm. And that is so wrong. And some of these deaf schools do fantastic work. And you have organizations and individuals that get very much involved with it, teaching the local community. I had a meeting some time back with a principal of a deaf school, mm-hmm. and I asked her, what happens when the children finish school? What qualification do they have? And it broke my heart to hear that they qualify for a SASA card. Oh, that wow. broke my heart. How does someone go through 12 years of school mm-hmm. to qualify to get a SASA grant? There should be a broader picture. Mm-hmm. There should be a picture out there saying, come on, companies. You can employ a deaf person, mm. you can employ a, a hearing impaired person or a blind person, and let us make a change. Mm. Don't exclude a fantastic group of people that show so much emotion um, because they can't talk. They're emotionally showing you what they want, what they want to do, and they communicate. To understand sign language is one of the most beautiful languages in the world. Mm, mm. I'm, I'm, I must say, I've been procrastinating for a number of years. I've been fascinated uh, by sign and, and wanting to get myself uh, a bit more articulate in sign language. I think it's a skill that all South Africans should have. Um, we are talking to Ian Gunn, who is the director of uh, Tourism Friendly, an organization that have called President Cyril Ramaphosa to, uh, to task. Now, you are saying that President made some promises to uh, have uh, sign language recognized as the 12th official language in the country and he's yet to mobilize and there are no clear time frames as to when exactly that will happen or if it ever will happen. That's correct. Uh, in March last year, the president in parliament said that sign language would become the 12th official language and they're very close to getting this formulated. Mm. Now, I don't understand very close. Is it a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years? Mm. Why are we excluding them? The president himself in parliament said that it is close. Now, COVID was close. The end of the world is close as everybody calls it. Mm. Do we need to wait for something major? Understandably, COVID has taken top priority over everything and it affects everyone in the world. But the deaf people especially, because on 90% of all televised uh, things that are put out for people to hear what is going on, mm. there's no interpreter. And when there is an interpreter, some of them didn't even know what they were doing, as we experienced in the 2010 World Cup. <laughs> let us bring in people and let everybody understand what's going on. And the president, as a form of apology, should actually learn sign language amongst the ministers. Mm. And believe me, it doesn't take 10 years to understand it. Mm general gestures of the normal good morning, goodbye, thank you, how can we help? Mm. Those take 30 seconds to look at it up on the internet to understand what it is, to practice. What a way, how do we say welcome to South Africa when we can't even do it in sign language? Mm. Welcome to the people.
And as you speak about sign language interpreters in preparation for our conversation this morning, I actually noted that, um, you know, apart from SABC News, I'm really hard pressed to find any of the 24 hour news channels um, having a 24 hour sign language uh, broadcaster as part of the on-screen experience, which in itself is how do you then disseminate vital information to this particular section of society if they only catch highlights or broadcasts that you deem important enough in air quotes uh, that you will then put an interpreter on the screen? Uh, that is such a valid point you've raised. And I know, and our company has dealt with some of the top interpreters in South Africa that also deal with the president's office. Mm. And you think that they would be one of the top key positions for news channels to be out there to communicate to everyone. Mm. Yes, it's like any language. A South African sign language cannot really communicate with a German mm. or with a Swiss or with the... Um, Yugoslavian because it's a language mm. but as a universal language there are certain key elements that people do understand and if we have someone talking to South Africa as a company in South Africa SASL they've brought out a standard South African sign language that everybody understands so if you call those Zulu Swahili mm. English Afrikaans you can communicate and communication is the key to success mm. Now, Ian, if if President uh, doesn't heed the call to apologize by learning sign, uh, how do we then take that as as the you know the uh, deaf community and of course allies within the deaf community? Is that just uh, you know a reiteration of a sense of you know I I just don't care or it's not it's not a priority in my to do list? Well, if, if I talk from experience in the industry that I operate in, which is tourism, mm. when the president locked down tourism for how long, uh, we put together the protest. Mm. The first time in the history of South Africa, the tourism sector stood hand in hand and said enough is enough. Mm. And if it means bringing all the deaf and hearing impaired people together to march on parliament, Mm. to actually voice their opinion in sign language, and it will be a silent one. Mm. But someone has to take note, and there are millions of people in this country, unbeknown to them, use sign language every day. Mm. Not the sign language that's supposed to be used when you get cut off on the road, (laughs) but sign language when you're talking to your children. Mm. Children understand when you're angry, they look at your facial expression. Mm. Children understand... You, as a parent, understand when your newborn is hungry. Mm. Those are sign languages that we don't even realize we're using. So this, for all the, for the adults and for children coming up, if we can get this operating now, and the president listens to what he says, we're not asking the president for a billion rand. Mm. We're not asking for the president to build another 400 schools. We're saying, let's start off make it an official language. Let us not have them as forgotten people. They must be part of our community. They are part of our community. And unbeknown to most of us, someone is deaf or hard of hearing within close proximity to you, to your family. Mm. So this is something that should be fair. It's a fair playing field. We do all the news broadcasting, all the different languages in the country. Mm. And mm. we exclude one that hasn't become official just because it's not official. What yeah. is official?
Yeah. Uh, Ian brings up uh, really uh, some points that should be obvious to the rest of us. But uh, as we say, as we continue with our, you know, we use the word loosely normal lives, we often forget people um, that are being marginalized or sidetracked. Tobega out in Durban, you want to add something to the conversation? Yes, I would. Um, hello, Bridget, and hello to your guest. Good morning. Morning. Um, I'm actually a visually impaired person, mm. and um, I didn't realize because this is something that I've always thought about that in like hotels and other places, public places that other people can go to f- freely, mm. we are unable to, and also the deaf as well. It's like you just mentioned something about the 24 hour mu- um, news, news channels. Um, I've noticed that, cause I can't see, but I know that there's a uh, sign language interpreter for some. Mm. Even simple things as advertisements, mm. I can hear. So if I hear that I'm interested in this, but they'll say, okay, dial the number on the screen. Yeah. I can't see that number, mm. you see. And even at, at a hotel's accessibility mm. for a person like myself, I mean, there's flights of steps when you go in. You can't, there's no accommodating like the marginalized communities. So for an organization like this, it would actually really help a lot of us because we can't, we dread going out in public because you become a spectacle. Yeah, and one shouldn't, Tobega, you know, one shouldn't, as as you, you share some of your lived experience with us, I'm thinking simple, simple things, how quickly it was for shopping centers to move from those press, you know, those press parking uh, mm. boom gate things to the sensor ones so quickly during COVID because they want to actually charge you that 10 rand per hour for the parking that I don't think they should be charging, but they want to charge it. Um, and they moved very quickly to change those sensors. Why are elevators in, in shopping malls and in buildings, why do they not have Braille all over the numbers? That's another thing. And, and, and I've found, I think the most, because I've traveled recently, mm. I was in Pretoria. Pretoria, by far, for a visually impaired person, is the most friendly city where you just rock up at a mall mm-hmm. and you'll be assisted really? everywhere. I'm telling you, here in Durban, it's not heard of. I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe myself. So if only everywhere... We are included and it is known that there are people like this yeah it would go a long way and especially the deaf also because they can't hear this conversation as the gentleman stated they can't hear yeah this conversation that we are having right now it's so such initiatives would really help it is very interesting. Thank you so much for, for sharing, Tobega. And, and I'm sure where you're sitting right now, whether it's in your office or home or in your car, you also suddenly, you know, you're, you're looking at life and how you experience it and, and you're trying to put yourself in the shoes of either the deaf community or the blind community. And I'm thinking about OR Tambo that is moving towards being a silent airport. Now, if you've ever traveled internationally, you know that Dubai's airport is a silent airport. They don't make flight announcements. They don't do that ding, flight, what, what, what is departing at gate. You literally have to look at the boards to see what is going on. And OR Tambo started in 2019 to, to alert us that they are moving towards being a silent airport. No more announcements. So what does that mean if you if you are deaf impaired um, and if you are blind? What does that mean? It, and there's no assistance. There's, there's nobody there to help you to say, go to gate number 10. Your flight is leaving in 10 minutes and physically walking you to gate number 10 if you are a person that, you know, that is blind. Uh, let's just go to voice notes quickly on, on, on this particular topic. 
Good morning, SAFM. Good morning to the listener. Pat, uh, you know, when we're talking about this topic of uh, people, uh, disabled people, it really breaks my heart because I have a cousin who completed matric. Uh, he's very smart. He can do with the computer. He can do everything. Man. He can talk English in a sign language, but he can't find job. You understand? So I really need the help anywhere, anyone who's listening uh, this. Thank you, uh, Gibson, here in Katu. Morning, this is Maki. Just having a bit of a moment, but uh, let me see. Are we set with, with that one? Uh, we're going to roll back that voice note. Awesome. Ian, are you Ian? Are you still on the line? I am. Okay, as I just reset that voice note, uh, maybe just uh, some quick responses on, on what Tobega was saying in some of our voice notes. I think what they're saying about hotels and Pretoria being a very friendly city for disabled people, they're 100% correct. Mm. Airports all over, and I don't just generalize saying, oh, Tambo, but bringing in Lanceri Airport is one of them, and I know King Shaka is busy with it, mm. and so are some of the other airports. They've realized that a lot of their flyers are deaf mm. and don't fly because they can't make a reservation. Yeah. Yes, you can do it on the internet, but what happens if... There's a broadcast on the radio to say all flights are now cancelled from OR Tambo mm. as with immediate effect. How do we communicate it? Have they gone the extra mile to actually put it on and say, we need to send out a WhatsApp message to everybody so we involve everybody about these cancellations? Mm. Going to hotels, I understand. Going to shopping centers. More and more are hotels, guest lodges, activity properties bringing in hearing impaired and deaf people to actually work for them that can communicate with a complete new traveler that is, that really appreciate when they arrive, that you can greet them, that you understand what they want. I, for one, learn sign language every day, and it, it's not easy. Believe mm. me, it's not easy. But you, without realizing, you start understanding conversations. And it's not about, ooh, what are they saying about me? Mm. It's about understanding something that we've been excluded, like winning the lotto, when all of a sudden you understand a new word. It is an absolutely amazing feeling. Mm. That was uh, Ian Gunn, and he is the director of, uh, of course, the Tourism Friendly. It's just gone 20 to uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, let's just see if we can replay that voice note once again. Let's have another attempt. Good morning, SAFM. Good morning to the listener. Uh, Pat, you know, when we're talking about this topic of uh, people, uh, disabled people, it really breaks my heart because I have a cousin who completed matric. Uh, he's very smart. He can do with the computer. He can do everything. Man. He can talk English in a sign language, but he can't find job. You understand? So... I really need the help anywhere, anyone who's listening uh, this. Thank you, uh, Gibson, here in Katu. Gibson, uh, yes, we, Gibson really, he, he wants to know about uh, these opportunities. What, what do we do? Like, are there resources, Ian, perhaps that we don't know about uh, that the uh, deaf or blind community... 
that the deaf or blind community can perhaps tap into um, just to see what are the prospects out there? You know, it's one of the things that I've been researching for some time now. And if you type in uh, deaf-friendly countries, deaf-friendly positions available, you get redirected to a million different sites of Mm. actually nothing coming up. And I know in the deaf community, a lot of them are employed within surveillance. Mm. Why? Because they can read people's lips and they they pick up different things that we as normal people see. Mm. So one sense is gone, the others are all better. But to find a particular place where you can say this employment agency is advertising solely for the deaf, is there's nothing. I've yet to find one. Mm. And it's something we need to look at because, believe it or not, I have met hundreds of them. Mm. And I am surprised that the education and their biggest ambition in life is to be normal. They want to communicate. They want to be part of society. Absolutely fantastic people from major cities to far outlying rural areas that have no opportunity to go into school come through with the most amazing ideas and we listen. Mm. And that is part of our company is we, we prepare to listen and to make changes. Mm. And if we can change one person's life, and we call it, mm. a smile is for everyone. A smile can change the world, can change your day. Mm. But that's for the deaf that can see it. For the blind, they don't see the smile. They feel the emotion. They've got to listen to people. And we have to go out there society and say, we have to change. Not the other people, mm. the deaf and the blind and the disabled. We, as normal people in this country, have to change our ways and start looking had an entire community that's been excluded for far too long. Ian, just as a parting shot for anybody that might want to, uh, you know, lend resources or maybe um, tap into uh, what you guys are already doing to to, to magnify the efforts, uh, is there a portal that people can get in in contact with you and your team on? I think the two easy ways would be one on my email, which is MD, Mike Delta, mm-hmm. at tourismfriendly.co.za. Okay. And the other one directly, and I do it directly because on a WhatsApp line, 071 Okay, 2987708. Uh, we definitely captured those details and we will share with you. Um, in case you've missed it, don't worry. We will also share on Twitter. Uh, before we move on to our next story, I just want to read WhatsApp came through and it's from uh, LSG out in Cape Town who says, In my first year in varsity, I learned sign language. My fellow able bodied students laughed at me. And for me, it's amazing to understand someone who feels like no one can hear them. I think we need more people like LSG. Thank you so much once again, Ian, for joining us this morning. It is the talking point right here on SAFM with myself, Bridget Masinga. Holding things uh, down for Kathy, we are available on our WhatsApp line. The conversation does continue or you can call us on 011-714-2006.